Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to another episode of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. Joining me, uh, my name's Craig, and joining me is my co-host, Vince Trovato. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Craig. How are you? Doing great. Good. Do we have uh, Do we have Scott or Chad on this one? Um, no, I guess not. Uh, last I heard, Chad joined a traveling circus, and uh, last time I heard from Scott, he said he was traveling to uh, Guatemala, and that he oh, wow had to begrudgingly um, leave his well, the love of his life, his little dog, um, with uh, a bunch of rodeo clowns, and he wasn't very comfortable with it, but he's living life, so. <laughs> he, he does love to travel. I bet he's camping down there, but uh, all right, fair enough. He does love camping and baseball, for sure. Um, yep. All right, um, so I know all of our longtime listeners um, have always, uh, you know, probably listened to, tuned into our television show and our podcast over the years get uh, all of our farm reports, which started way back in the day as kind of one of the catalysts for our show. Back when the show started in 2004, our major league roster wasn't necessarily up to snuff. However, you know, we did ha ha um, have a pretty, we were starting to grow our minor league system at the time. And um, obviously have been along with a lot of minor league road trips with us throughout the years as viewers uh, coming along for those adventures. So um Luckily, in the last five years, the Brewers have been contenders every single year. Um, and, you know, um, and so we I guess the focus on the farm system has not been quite like it used to be, which is usually a good thing. However, um, it does sure seem like the, the Brewers have not been trading away their prospects to try to, you know, actually w make it far into the playoffs or even into the playoffs. Uh, so instead, they've been keeping them. So a lot of these guys on this on the list are actually on the cusp of helping the team at this juncture so that's kind of exciting um and of course not all these prospects work out yep. as if you followed the, our top 30 future brewers lists over the years that our minorly analyst brandon my brother has been putting together um craig craig i don't want to interrupt but what would you say or what would you say is like the biggest myth that we've had on this show i know we've had some hits too for sure but um, i do think it's kind of fun to look back and and kind well, of go I, I do remember having an argument with brandon um I, th I don't remember what year it was, but it, I don't know, guess like 2006 or seven, um, where he was adamant about r ranking Zach Jans Jackson, a left-handed pitcher who was on the cusp of the majors at the time, over Ryan yeah. Juan, who I, who I kind of felt was a better prospect. <laughs> I mean, Turns I don't know. out you were right. What the jury's it. still out, but... Um, Anyway. I don't know. We did get we did get uh, CC Sabathia for Zach Jackson. If you recall, Jackson was a I would say a little bit more, but not much more than a throw in in that trade. That also included uh, Mickey Brantley and Matt Laporta. Okay, um, yeah, that 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 worked out for the Brewers for sure. Um, but uh, without further ado, Brandon has provided us with the current top thirty future Brewers list. And there'll be a surprise at the very top because we have one of the best prospects in all of baseball um, toward the top of our list. So let's start off uh, 30 to 1. I'll go through these as quick as I can. Uh, I know that I'm under a pitch clock now, so I'll try to go as fast and leave out a little <laughs> bit of details. But um, all right. Um, number 30, 30th top uh, 30 future brewers is 
our fourth round pick from last year, catcher Matthew Wood. He oh, I'm gonna also mention instead of their age, uh, the the year that they finished off uh, through our minor league system last year. So give our our listeners an idea of how how close they are to helping out in the majors. Um, so that's Matthew Wood. He he played a rookie ball last year. Uh, number 29, shortstop Eduardo Garcia. He played at high A. Um, number 20 in our list is actually a January 15th international signee. Um, he got a $1.5 million signing bonus, and that's shortstop Yoferi Rodriguez. So he's brand new to the system. Um, 27th overall is left-handed pitcher Russell Smith from high A. Um, 26th on the list, outfielder Yesen Perez from rookie ball. Uh, 25th on the list was shortstop Johan Barrios from rookie ball as well. 24th on the list is uh, former catcher and now third baseman Xavier Warren, double A. Uh, 23rd on the list, right-handed pitcher Abner Uribe from double A. Um, 22nd on the list, shortstop Freddy Zamora, also made it to double A last year. 21st on the list, outfield Joe Gray Jr., made it to double A last year. Uh, 20th on the list, we've got right-handed pitcher Carlos Rodriguez. He also made it to high A. Uh, number 19 on the list, uh, outfielder Luis Lara from Rookie Ball. Uh, 18th on the list, right-handed pitcher Logan Henderson from uh, Single A. Um, and then uh, 17th on the list is uh, someone we acquired in the Hunter Renfro trade, and that's right-handed pitcher Jansen Junk, who has made it to the major leagues already, um, but he still fall, qualifies as a prospect. 16th on the list, we've got... Um, Second baseman, Felix Valerio, made it to double-A. 15th on the list, we've got outfielder Henry Mendez, uh, single-A. Number 14 is someone who shot quite a quite, quite a bit up this list uh, from outside the top 30 all the way to 14. That's outfielder Jace Avina, single-A, um, former international signee. Um, 13th on the list, left-handed pitcher Ethan Small, who did make it to the majors last year as a starter. Looks like he's being converted to the bullpen here during the uh, spring training, it seems. Uh, 12th on the list, uh, someone who fell in the draft last year and we got in the second round, and that's, uh, or I believe third round, second baseman Robert Moore, uh made the single A, um, drafted out of college. Uh, and 11th on the list, catcher Jefferson Cuero. Um, high A last year, 10th on the list, second baseman, Tyler Black, high A also last year, uh, number nine on this list, someone the brand still pretty high on, and that's, uh, outfielder Edber Perez. He made the single A last year and kind of struggled a little bit, but, uh, he expects great things still from him in the future. Eighth on the Craig, list. What, uh, what, what position are you in right now? What position? Trying to write this down. You're going a little fast. Yeah. What, uh, what number? Oh, I only have like eight seconds left on the pitch clock, so I have to. I'm about ready to throw here. Um, so, um, get, what get, get the batter's uh, box. Which, it's yeah. What no, position no, you have no right Got to get in the batter's box, Vince. Um, so yeah, I'm. Uh, that was uh, number nine. Now I'm on number eight. Uh, right-handed pitcher Jacob Mizorowski. Um, high. Uh, he made it a single A last year. A very high upside right-handed pitcher with, in my opinion, number one starter upside, but still with no command drafted them last year okay and now we get to um the top seven on our list and a lot of these guys are on the cusp of helping the big league club so uh number seven on the list outfielder joey weimer from triple a um number six on the list middle infielder bryce terang also made it to triple a and had a nice season last year um number five on brandon's list is shortstop eric brown jr 
who made it to high A last year. He was our number one pick last year. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, you actually were able to meet him, Vince? I did. I watched uh, I watched actually like three innings of a game with him last year, uh, an extra inning game in Milwaukee when um, when Lena and I were up there. So yeah, we had a, we had a nice night with him. Very awesome. And then number four on our list, left-handed pitcher Robert Gasser. He made it to AAA and had a nice season last year. He came over from the Padres in the Josh Hader trade. Number three on the list, most likely your 2023 starting center fielder on the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's outfielder Garrett Mitchell, former first-round pick. He didn't make it to the Brewers last year, and uh, Brewers are really going to be calling out on this season and going forward. Number two on Brandon's list, and someone who he really is high on, and Brandon said he struggled. He almost wanted to put him number one overall, um, but that's uh, Sal Freelick, uh, who went to AAA last year and hit like over 350 um, in a you know a limited number of games, short sample. But this is a kid with that is a future. Brandon calls him a future leadoff hitter. And he calls him the igniter 2.0, whatever that means. Um, he's, he feels that he's going to be a leadoff hitter in Milwaukee for like 10 plus years. So we'll see. Sal Freelick, he should be uh, making his major league debut sometime this season, I assume, uh, after a little bit more minor league seasoning. Um, and then number one on the list and someone who shot all the way from office ranking to number one, and that's former international signee, outfielder, left-handed batting, Jackson Trio, who made it across many levels last year all the way to double a as an 18 year old um he's gonna be 19 this season and there's council has even came out in a press conference and said he, he wouldn't be surprised if this kid makes his major league debut later in this season as a 19 year old which hasn't been done by a teenager i believe since robin yon as a milwaukee brewer i'm not i'm pretty sure yeah. on that so that's pretty exciting um he he's ranked pretty universally in the top five of all prospects throughout baseball jackson trio going into this season. Um, so I think we have a pretty solid farm system overall, especially with, you know, loaded at the top with guys that are on the cusp of being, in my opinion, major leaguers. Um, and we also have some high upside guys down on uh, and some other major league contributors on this list, I believe. Um, but uh, overall, what is your take on Brandon's list? Well, it was kind of interesting. Um, I was going to ask you a little bit. I, I received a list as well. I know Brandon had circulated ours in the pre-production meeting, and um, but and Sky's interns have put together another list. But um, our anonymous source, Tom Carter, had given me a list that he put Hedbert Perez at number eighteen. Um, who you know, obviously, in in Tom Carter's assessment, Hedbert had fallen quite a bit compared to where he was ranked last year, and I'm wondering. Um, if maybe you and Brandon had talked a little bit more about why Perez is still ranked so highly on on his list compared to our anonymous source, Tom Carter's. Um, yeah, we did have a discussion about that. And um, Edward Perez has fallen out of probably about the top five of the Brewer prospects of last season and the most universal you know, prospect evaluators outside the Brewer's top 10 list. But Brandon felt that uh, he's given us a little bit of a mulligan for last year and feel, still feels that he has enormous upside. And he's, he thinks he's going to be a 2020 player, at least at the major league level. Obviously, there's a low floor where he could flame out and not make it all at all. But he thinks that the difference between Jackson Chirillo and Edward Perez is not that that large. He does think Jackson Chirillo will be a better overall hitter and probably someone who can you know, be like a 25 homer, 25 25 steel plus guy uh, at the major league level, but he thinks Ed Burr is not that far behind. He's, he actually gives them both almost an equal chance of making it. And Ed Burr Perez was only um, 19 years, 
old last year, he'll be 20 this year. So he's still young yeah. enough to, you know, yeah. to, to make it through the system. So Brandon left him ranked in the top 10 and I didn't totally disagree with him. I, I think that's, um, you know, I, I still feel that he is a higher upside than some of the other prospects just below him on the list. As we see, here. yeah, I would tend to agree. I just think that, especially like you said, given his age, he's still such a young guy. And, you know, guys, guys who are coming out of, you know, foreign countries are, are, they're just developed a little bit differently. It's not like the guys that come out of college here who might have had a bad, you know, freshman or sophomore year, but nobody even remembers it after a good junior and senior year. So it's, it's kind of interesting, but um, I was just kind of curious as to, as to what Brandon had said versus Tom. Yeah. So, um, Brandon also is really high on Eric Brown, higher than I think some other evaluators, and uh, he feels he's going to have a great hit tool, even though he has a, has a kind of a funky swing, almost like Craig Council-esque looking um, batting stance, so to speak, but uh, he's got, he, he was really high on him, um, and as far as... Some stolen base potential for, uh, for Brown as well, uh, looking through some of these numbers, um, Brown had 19 stolen bases last year. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's really, really solid player coming out of Coastal Carolina, I believe, out of a, you know, out of college. Yeah. So he's not going to be, it's not going to take him too long to reach the major leagues. It, it might be, uh, and they think he's going to stick at shortstop too. He's he plays a really good defensive shortstop. So again, God forbid that we'd actually lose uh, Willie Damas before he, you know, he's due for free agency at the end of 2024 as well. It should almost line up in Eric Brown's timeline whether or not he'd make it to the major leagues at that time and help contribute. Yeah. Well. Of course, Bryce Frank might be able to help out the shortstop position or somewhere in the middle infield as well. But, you right. know, so it's nice to have this depth and, and these guys that are ready to, you know, almost ready to help out at the major league, league level for sure, especially for, I, I guess, the thing that's really stark to me, besides having apparently a cheap owner, is the fact that we are in a small market. I mean, and, and so we really are holding tight to our prospects, guys that we can control at a cheap level for a number of years once they break through. And I feel that the Brewers, in my opinion, should have, quote unquote, went for it and traded away guys like Ethan Small the last couple of years instead of now they're just going to become a, a middle reliever or a back end starter. Whereas we could have probably, you know, really upgraded our roster either the last two years uh, and try to make a deeper run into the playoffs or whatever. Instead, instead, we held on to everyone. Um, and some of those things might come in, you know, maybe we had some offers out there where we'd have to part with Sam Freelich that we passed up. And that was that would have been a, probably a good thing in the long run. So again, it's tough to be a um, you know backseat driver to, to our GM and the way that they're running the team. But it sure seems that they were really holding tight to a lot of these prospects and not willing to give up for any real good ones and trades over the last couple of years. And instead, we even brought some guys on, you know, like Robert Gasser into the system, um, and even uh, you know, so Monty guess, Harrison too. That's where we're at. So I guess we're going to have a youth movement here in 2023. It really feels, I know Tyrone, just some more updates for viewers on this podcast that uh, Tyrone Taylor has been diagnosed, uh, I think with a strained shoulder and he's going to miss at least the first month of the season. And I know there was, he was pretty much going to be, if not platooning, almost assured a starting spot in our, in our outfield um, right field going into 2023. So that's no longer the case. So I think this almost solidifies that Garrett Mitchell will make the opening roster as our center fielder. And as far as how we handle right field, you know, Sam Freelich could play there. Uh, most likely we're going to have Jesse Winker and uh, Brian Anderson play there so, until Tyrone Taylor is healthy. Uh, we brought some other guys into camp like uh, Tyler Naquin. And I know we have some other guys like Blake Perkins or whatever, but 
I think I even saw Sky Bolt was on the roster, but I don't think any of these guys will necessarily make it um, on the team, but you never know. Um, so that that is uh, an update that, yeah, unfortunately, Tyrone Taylor, who had a pretty nice year, both of the last two years when given the opportunity to play, um, you know, was showing himself. I always kind of figured he'd be a, like a fourth outfielder, fourth or fifth outfielder, but he showed himself that he maybe – uh, could be an everyday starter last year and would have had that opportunity going in this year. So it's really unfortunate timing of the injury for him. Yeah. Yep. That's for sure. I, 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 I guess I'm trying to get a little bit of a gauge on uh, Brandon's look at this list and how many of these guys might actually make the big leagues this year. Would you say, if you had the handicap, obviously a lot of these guys are lower level minor league guys, but if you're looking at, you know, this out of this top 30 list, what do you think? If you had to, what's the over under on this? I would, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say five. You're going to get, take the over or the under. Uh, that's about right. So uh, that's that's tough. Yeah, I was going to say I'll take the under, I guess, but it'll probably be right around five. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, well, obviously guys like Mitchell. I, yeah. Well, yeah. If you count, well, Mitchell's already made his debut. So I guess if you count him, maybe it'll be the over then. But for sure, obviously Mitchell for sure. I think Sam Felix almost like a shoe in for sure. So that's two for sure. Uh, Bryce Trang's almost. Let's, let's actually, Craig, let's define this really quick. I think the the barometer is guys who appear on the 2023 Milwaukee Brewers. How about that? Yeah, I think from this list, there'll be six. I, um, whether I'm right or not, I don't know. Well, actually, and uh, it might even be, well, okay. Well, for sure, Ethan Small, for sure. Garrett Mitchell and for sure Sal Freelick. So that's three right off the top. Probably for sure Bryce Trang. So that's four. I think I Robert think. Gasser will at least get some major league debut probably in September. Yep. Uh, or, or, I got Weimer or, making a big league debut this year too. I think Weimer. Yeah, Joey Weimer will probably um, make it at some point. Again, it would all depend on need. So then, it, then the unknown. So that gets us over five for sure. And then the unknown, like the council said, maybe Jackson Trio at, at the cup of coffee at the end of the year. Well, but, it could be. I actually think that uh, both Junk and Gatherall will be Brewers at some point this season as well. Yeah, so Junk too. So, so yeah, I guess I'm going to take the over on the five now. I look, I guess I wasn't uh, counting those guys who have already made the major league debuts. Junk did make his major league debut last year with the Angels and uh, Small yep. with us and Garrett also. So, not counting those guys, I would have took the under on five, but with those guys included, I'd take the over for sure. So, there's some, there'll be an yep. influx of talent for sure this year. Yeah, so what are your odds uh, of Churio actually making the big league this season? Do you think that he will? Uh, if I had to bet on it, I'd say no. Just because okay. I hope the Brewers are contending in September and they're not dinking around with the roster. I mean, it, yeah, but even though the rosters do expand, so it's not unheard of for guys to to you know come up at that point. And I will, I did uh, have uh, Scotty's interns do a little research. Gary Sheffield did come up at uh, age nineteen in nineteen eighty eight. Brewers number um, six. He was nineteen right, years yeah. old. So it's only yep. been a handful of guys. Again, I think that they, for service time reasons, unless they absolutely needed him due to injury or something, or uh, I would think that they would hold him down until at least the start of next year. Um, and again, yeah. I almost, we'll, we'll see. I, I hope he's as good as people think think that he is. I think that he might have a little bit less of a good year this year than last year overall, because he's going he's gonna to be facing tougher pitching at double tri- A and triple A than he's ever seen before. And it's really tough for 19-year-olds to have success at those levels. But uh, if he's truly has superstardom in his future, then he'll he'll succeed. So let's all wish for the best. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So, and, and then, then, 
progress too. I do think it might be a mistake for the Brewers to to rush him a little bit early. I, I think he does need to make sure to get the proper coaching and development that he, you know, would would get um, if he was anyone else going through the minor leagues to to a point. I I think there's a fine line that you know needs to be needs to be watched and that, you know, between, between a guy putting in enough time to develop properly and holding him back too long. You know, you could say that some of these guys probably should have already made their major league debuts. I, I think that Bryce Terang has proven that he's ready at this point. I, I think that there were uh, a couple guys. Mitchell probably came up at about the right time. I mean, he had um, a little bit of weird circumstances given that he was uh, our number one draft pick during the, the COVID year. But um, I like the fact that he's already turned into a contributor at the big league level this quickly. Yeah, and he was drafted out of UCLA, I think 20th overall by the Brewers, and he was yeah. really universally projected, projected to go in the top 10 picks. So the Brewers kind of got like a steal there, and he was, yeah. he, he thought he would shoot through the system. So he was definitely right last year, they showed by hitting over 300 in a short sample with the Brewers. But um, I know the first game of spring training, I think he hit two bombs. So, I mean, you, you got to yeah. be excited about yeah. a guy like that, given an opportunity at the major league level. Obviously, there'll be some yep. struggles or whatever, but, the, you know, you never know. He could bust out. I mean, we all know, you know, I, I don't know, put him on the same level of talent, but when Ryan Braun was a rookie, came up, he was, like, the best player on the team and possibly, like, he, he almost was immediately, like, an MVP of a league type of player. So you just yep. never know with those young guys with tons of talent, so. Yeah, and he did show that talent in college, too. I think that he led the Pac-12 conference in doubles, uh, maybe the entire NCAA in doubles. Uh, we'll have to have our intern look that up. But um, in doubles his senior year, he, he's obviously got gap power. He's got power generally. He's got speed. You know, he's, he's a guy who certainly brings uh, at least four uh, of the five big talents to the table, I would say. Yeah, and coming out of college, I kind of was uh, comparing him a little bit to, like, Charlie Blackman, who would be a great – you know, great leadoff hitter, um, yeah. with some speed, but a little bit lacking in power. But I think uh, yeah. Mitchell is coming into his own on power. I think he could really be a 20-plus home run guy, you know, with with the stolen bases and with a pretty good average or whatnot. I, I mean, he has well, a yeah. swing, but, um, I mean, he's definitely a solid player and, and a great center fielder, so. Yeah, agreed. And power is one of those things that tends to develop, I think, a little bit later. And some of these guys, remember, your body is still growing at that age. You've got – You've got a, a a few extra years to come into form besides you know besides just just additional swings and reps that that can help out. So um, I didn't worry too much about that with a guy like Mitchell. When you've got gap power, I think you can easily um, you know not easily, but you can work hard and then add a few feet of power to yourself, and those doubles turn into home runs pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so it's, it's it'll be exciting if if, if you look, if like watching young guys come up through the league. I mean, I know that th I, it was either like two years ago where we really had no rookies. Uh, I think it was, um, and so obviously we had a couple last year with like Taylor and everything. But um, really, the Brewers have been relying more on veterans and you know players through the these contending years. So it's kind of it'll be kind of fun for um, teams to see. Um, you know, some of these young players coming up through the system and guys that hopefully can be Brewers for a very long time. And like Brandon, I'm really high on, on Sal Freelick as well, even a little bit more than Mitchell, even though it could be a toss-up. If, if you had to be a betting man, who would have a better career? Even out of our top three, all outfielders, you know, Trio, Freelick, and Mitchell, it'd be a toss-up. I, I guess most people, based off these rankings, would pick Trio, but it's it, it's example of different types of prospects. And, and Trio is someone with a really high ceiling, but also a lower floor, which means he could be a superstar or he could completely flame out. Sal Freelick has a high ceiling, but kind of a 
I'm sorry, a high floor, but a low ceiling, which means he's most likely for sure an everyday player, but he might just be someone that doesn't have enough power or speed to be anything more than, you know, just someone who gets on base um, or whatever. And so therefore he probably doesn't have a superstar ceiling. And Garrett Mitchell is kind of a mixture of both where he's pretty safe at this point, but he could end up being someone who's got a lot of holes in his swing and, and, and hits, you know, under 250 or something like that in spite of the power or speed. But with his, with his great defense, he's still going to be a solid player regardless, in my opinion. So again, there's three different types of prospects there at the top of the list. And, and you can see the difference in like when people talk about uh, ceilings and floors and whatnot, like how the prospects are different. And, you know, I think it's smart for the Brewers to hold on to guys, even like Freelick, you know, the guys that are for sure major league contributors, in my opinion, um, because having those guys on cheap contracts will hopefully allow us to actually sign some veterans to help out this young core in the future. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. That, that, I totally agree. Um, it's, it's nice that a team is able to take a balanced approach, you know, as much as we've criticized the front office on a number of fronts and deservedly. So I think over the course of the last year, in terms of a number of their, um, decisions regarding free agents and, and trade deadline moves. I do think that it's good that we haven't completely bankrupted the system. There is some hope on the horizon. We've got these guys, you know, under contract for six years once they come up to the majors. So that's, that's certainly is a, a nice perk, I guess, of, um, you know, some questionable <laughs> decisions, but um, here, here we are. So I think that, you know, we are going to, I asked the question I did earlier because I think that it's interesting that we're going to see this combo of things this year um, that, you know, you've got some good veteran talent on the team, especially in the pitching staff, but you're also going to get this influx of young guys, I think, um, who are going to kind of come up and we're going to see how things mesh and they are one way or the other. They're probably the, some of our younger outfielders, uh, including Mitchell, including Freelich, uh, maybe including Weimer are all going to, I think, make or break this team this year in some ways. So it's going to be really interesting to watch how that all, all plays out. Yeah. And, and, um, with the Taylor injury to start the year, it really, I think, increases Bryce Frank's chances to make the 25-man or 26-man coming out of spring training because, in reality, Brian Anderson, who was probably slated and promised third base at-bats when we when he signed, can be played in right field, um, especially against left-handers, and that would slide Louis Urias over from second base over to third base and open up second base for some at-bats for either if we want to platoon a left-handed uh, Terang with like someone like Keston Hira maybe, or even Owen Miller, or it depends on who makes the roster, but it'll, it'll, it'll give some more opportunities to those guys uh, in particular to either make, you know, get some starting spots in the first month of the season. And a lot of those guys need that to show whether or not a, they belong in the major leagues or, or, or B that they can have some type of breakthrough so they can stay on the, uh, um, on the team going forward. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when a, what's that phrase, when a, door shuts, uh, window opens, you know, especially for some other players here on the team. So um, we wish Tyrone Taylor a healthy and quick recovery. But like I said, it should be an interesting 26-man uh, roster to start off the season this year. And, and it is exciting, I think, going into the season. There's a lot of question marks. But overall, I think it'll be an exciting season. Um, and the Brewers will be contending in the NL Central right from the get-go. So. Sounds great. Looking forward to, to seeing some meaningful baseball games. It's been enjoyable that uh, spring training has, is, has started and, you know, you're hearing the sound of bats and gloves again, but um, I'm really excited for some regular season baseball games that count. And um, it's, it's exciting. Always, always a great time of year. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks again to our Marley analyst, Brandon Miller for um, 
providing us with that awesome list and spending all your yep. long really scouting these guys out. Um, so yeah, uh, appreciate that uh, once again. And he'll be back, I'm sure, with some come July. Once again, the, the June draft is now the July draft in Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot of changes in baseball the last couple of years. So he'll be back with a, a draft preview at some point um, in late June. So in the meantime, yeah. Um, yeah, stay classy, Wisconsin. And you have anything to add, Vince, before we wrap her up? Uh, go Brewers. Yeah, how about just a go Brewers? <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Jack. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.